good morning, everybody. It's so good to know that our congregation is watching us. I feel like I'm connecting with you and you're connecting with us throughout this season. And it's really wonderful. Wonderful. I trust that you enjoyed the service last week. And uh, we're continuing to talk on the theme of riding waves uh, purely because we feel this is a time and season where we got to encourage one another, be there for one another, and uh, sustain one another as much as we can. And remember to pray for one another. Our hearts is to equip you in this season so that you stand strong uh, as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, the thing is the enemy will continue to send his storms on the earth. The Bible says he's walking around like a roaring lion, seek him who he may devour. In fact, if we gave the enemy any uh, freedom, he would use that freedom to do as much destruction on the earth as he could. And to be quite honest, he's been reasonably successful up to now. But of course, with something like this coronavirus, uh, it's another big storm that has taken the world by surprise and causing all kinds of havoc all over the world. So he sends his storms on the earth and he's going to continue to do that. But we have a greater power at our disposal and that is the power of our God. You know, the enemy's power is nothing compared to the power of our God. Can you say amen to that? Our God is eternal to begin with. That means he has no beginning. He has no end. Our God is omnipotent. That means he's all-powerful. Uh, the enemy is not all-powerful. Coronavirus is not all-powerful. But our God is he's omnipotent. Our God is omniscient. That means he knows everything that there is to know. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen in 10 years from now. God knows everything. He's omniscient. And of course, he's omnipresent. He can be everywhere at the same time. Our enemy cannot be everywhere at the same time. He can't send his coronavirus everywhere at the same time. He can only infect from one person to another. But our God is everywhere at the same time. He sees what's going on in South Africa, what's going on in the U.S., what's going on in China, in Italy, France, Spain, all these nations that have been majorly infected. He knows what's going on everywhere. And that is why. Because he's omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, and he has no beginning and no end, the all-powerful God, because of that, we can rely on him. And I want to say to you right now, rely on God in this time and season. Do not rely on man. Do not rely on the strength of horses and chariots, as David writes in, in, in the Psalms, he says, but we rely on the Lord our God. This is a time and a season to rely on him to take care of us in this time of testing and in this time of difficulty. To take care of all of us, our, us as individuals, our families, our friends, all the believers in our church. We pray for all our people. We're praying for you on a daily basis that God's protection will be over you because you are his child. So 
Today I want to, tr- to talk to you a little bit about riding the waves of life through prayer. Because prayer is so powerful. I want to say to you, church, this morning, this is the right time. This is the right moment to intensify your prayer life. This is the right moment. There can be no better time than now to make more time to pray, to teach our family, to teach our children, to get on their knees. Because let me say this to you. Jesus said, do not forbid these little ones to come to me, for of such is the kingdom of God. And let me say this to you. When a child prays, their faith is huge. A child may be small, but you know very often their faith is is bigger than ours. So teach your children to pray. As a family, pray for the nation. Pray for each other. Let your children pray, even though their prayers may be very simple, but it's not simple in the, in the ears of Almighty God. So this is a good time to press into prayer, to prayer and uh, make prayer a center of your life. Not only do we pray for ourselves, but we also pray for those who are taking strain around us. And there are many, not just in our nation, uh, but all over the world. But we also pray for others who are going through very rough times. So many people have lost their lives. Thousands of people around the world have, have, di- have died from this uh, virus. And uh, it is time to pray for the, their families that have lost them. Think. Think about this. It, uh, this could be any one of us. Although we are believing God, we are in faith um, for his protection. But let me say this to you. Out of the thousands that have lost their lives right now, there could be a Christian brothers or sisters in their families that have been affected. Even if they are not believers, they still will be in a lot of pain having lost their loved one. You may know someone who has contracted this terrible virus then pray for them as often as you can. Put them on your prayer list because prayer can do what God can do. You know, in the past months and, so, uh, and, and the past year or so, we have received so many testimonies of a miraculous intervention of God in situations that looked impossible. We have received so many testimonies. And I want to ask you, even now in this season, please WhatsApp us your testimony, SMS us, write us an email, but please let's give glory to God. If God has done something wonderful in your life right now, uh, through this season, please send us a testimony and the praise report so that we can give glory to God. So prayer has to be at the center of every believer's life. I'm talking of day to day. We need to be a praying people. But how much more in times like this where we need our Heavenly Father to come through for us and to come through for our nation? This is a time where Christians should not be sitting on their blessed assurance. This is a time where Christian believers should be intensifying their prayer life, making more time to pray, more time to get into the presence of God, more time to intercede and to, and to bring their petitions and their supplications to the Lord. You know what the sad thing is regarding the church? is that prayer is often at the bottom of, of, of many believers' list. 
they attend to all the things they have to do for themselves, their work, their shopping, <clears throat> and whatever else they need to do for themselves. And if there's time, many believers only pray if there's time left. But I want to say this to you, church. Prayer should be at the top of our list. We should never start our day without praying, without spending some time in the presence of our God, talking to him, listening uh, listening to him as he speaks back to us. It's not just prayer. It's not just coming with our list. It's waiting in the presence of God, asking the Holy Spirit to fill us with his presence, Asking the Father to speak to us. Asking Jesus to touch our lives and our families and our friends. This is a time to intensify these prayer moments. Many, many Christians have got prayer at the bottom of their list. But this should never be the case. Why? Because destinies are changed through prayer. Destinies are shaped through prayer. Not only for us as individuals, but also for nations. God changes nations when we pray. I want to, uh, I'm reminded as I'm ministering this message to you this morning, that there is a scripture where it says God sought for one man to stand in the gap. That means to pray. It means to intercede. To stand in the gap for the nation of Israel. But he did not find one. I mean, what a sad moment that God was looking throughout the nations of the the world to find one person who would say, yes, Lord, I'm going to make time to pray for my nation. He looked for everywhere in in Israel, which which was then uh, the people of God. And he, he could not find one, not one. What a sad moment, church. What a sad moment. Let this not happen in victory center. Let this not happen in your life. Let this not happen in your family. There should be great prayer at this time. And so the destiny of Israel would have been completely different if God had found just one person who would be prepared to spend time in prayer for that nation. How much more? We have so many believers in this country. How much more if two of us or four or ten or a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand believers were prepared to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to make myself available to pray for my country and to pray for my family. It is time to get on our knees, church. It is time to make time, church, to pray and to seek the Lord and his healing power, his protection, his provision, not just for ourselves, but for those around. There are people who are going to lose their jobs. You may know somebody, maybe a colleague, maybe a friend, maybe uh, a family member. This is time to pray for them. This is time to get on your knees and say, God, I'm going to make time to pray for these people. And you never know that your prayer would change their destiny. Your prayer will change what the enemy had purpose to bring destruction into their lives. Your prayer may make a difference. I firmly believe that catastrophes 
and cataclysms are averted through believers that have dedicated their lives to prayer. There are many, many things that we haven't experienced. Don't think for one moment that the enemy is saying, okay, I've sent the coronavirus now, so I'm not going to do anything for the next five years. No, no, no. The enemy is continuously continuously trying to send his arrows, trying to send his destructive weapons against the world, against the, particularly the church, the people of God. So we don't know how many arrows the enemy has sent that have already been averted because believers are praying and things have changed because of that. You know that the enemy can be stopped dead in his tracks through the prayers of the people of God. There is a wonderful scripture, 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and pray, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then... I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. How many of you know that our land needs healing right now? But if we pray, the destiny of the people that the enemy has been wanting to kill through this coronavirus is not going to happen because of the prayers of the people of God. I want to say to you right now, if my people who are called by my name pray and seek my face, I will heal their land. And land is healing. They don't know God. They got nothing to hang on to. This is a time to pray for them. Do you know why? Because every one of us that know the Lord today, that is walking with the Lord, has been birthed into the kingdom of God through someone praying for us. And I want to say this to you. We need to pray for those who are not believers right now. You may know people. You may know colleagues, you may know friends, family members who don't serve the Lord. This is the time to pray for them because it is in the time of difficulty that many, many unbelievers will turn to the Lord. Do you know that? Most people turn to the Lord when something goes wrong in their lives. Most people make decisions to change their lives to change the way they do things because something has gone wrong in their lives. And I know many people who will call and say, please pray for me. They're not even believers. They have no clue how to pray. They don't know how to pray. They've never met Jesus. But you know, they know about you. They know that you are a praying person. They know that you are a believer. Guess what? In this time of trial, they'll turn to you and they will say, please pray for me because they don't know how to pray. What a time to rise at the church of God and pray for those people that we know do not serve the Lord. You know that in my case, someone prayed for me. Someone prayed for me. That's how I came to the Lord. Someone prayed for me. This is a time of harvest, church. This is a great opportunity for harvest. How do we begin the harvest? Well, the harvest begins through prayer. The harvest of unbelieving souls begins for you and I praying for those that we know who don't know the Lord's. Times of difficulty are often the catalyst for many to give their hearts to Jesus and to turn to him, especially backsliders. God will turn every lemon into a lemonade for those who seek him in fervent prayer. The book of Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says this, and we know that all things work together for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Will that lemonade come to you automatically? No. 
No, it doesn't come automatically. God acts when his people pray and come before him with a humble heart. And what the enemy has proposed for the destruction of the whole world right now, that's the enemy's heart. He wants to destroy every human being created in the image of God. He wants to destroy them, including the economy of our own nation. All of that can be turned around if the people of God get on their knees and seek God in prayer. Prayer is one of the means by which we successfully ride the waves of life that arise against us and will continue to arise until Jesus comes back to the earth. If he's not going to stop, maybe the coronavirus will, will, will be dealt with, but at some other time, we'll have some other catastrophe that's going to come our way that comes straight out of the pits of hell. And the people of God are the people who stop the works of the enemy, who, stay, who pushes it back so that he doesn't do the destructive work that he is planning to do. The book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18, Paul writes to the church. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. What, it, what an amazing instruction from the apostle. And he's encouraging you and I today. Keep praying. Don't give up on prayer. This is the time to pray even more. God's word tells us that God pays attention to the prayers of his people. 1 Peter 3 verse 12 says this, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Who are the righteous? It's those who are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. These are the righteous. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. I want to say this to you. If you are a child of God, God hears your, each one of your prayers, and it blesses his heart. It blesses the heart of God when we get on our knees and we pray. The success of Jesus' ministry and of his life was the result of his prayer life. He often went away by himself to a, to a quiet place, spent time in prayer. So it is that he is our example in this time and season, and we need to follow in his footsteps. I want to say to you, those of you who are watching me through this uh, live stream, listen, the best thing you can do right now is to pray. You got to put the word, as we said last week, in your heart. Then you got to begin to pray. Pray the word. Declare the word. Speak it out. Let it come out of your mouth. That's how we silence the enemy. So, how do we ride this wave of life that the enemy has sent our way? How do we conquer and defeat that disease even before it comes our way? One of the ways is to spend time on our knees for ourselves, our family, our friends, our colleagues, and our nation. This is the time to do it, church. Not tomorrow, not in two weeks' time. Now is the time to do it. If you love your family, you love your nation, and you do not want to see it sink deeper into recession, make a quality time for prayer in this season of lockdown. Can God speed up the recovery of South Africa from this coronavirus plague? Can he speed it up? Absolutely, yes. I want to leave you with these words from the Apostle James that he wrote to the church, James 5.16, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. So let me say this to you. Pray effectively. Pray the word. Don't pray anything else. Pray the promises of God. Declare them into the spirit. And be fervent with all perseverance, as the Apostle Paul's, 
Paul writes. With all perseverance, don't give up. Keep praying. And as we do that corporately, all of us as a church, get on our knees every day and begin to pray. Then we're going to see change take place. We're going to see the enemy, enemy's intention crushed and defeated in our nation, in our families, in our personal lives as individuals, even through this time and season of trial and difficulty. I want to encourage you, become a prayer warrior. If you never, if you ne were never one before, become a prayer warrior. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, this is the time to receive him in your heart. Don't wait till tomorrow or the day after. This is a time to receive Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Become my Lord and Savior from this day forward. God is calling the church to pray. And God is calling those who don't know Jesus to bring Jesus into their life. He can make such a difference to your future right now if you just make some space for him. I just want now to pray. If you've got any needs right now, if you've got pain in your body or you, you, you're battling with sickness or disease, right now I want you to just close your eyes and I'm just going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to send your anointing, to send your word and touch every person who's struggling with pain, sickness or disease right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, my God, that, Lord, you touch every person and you make a massive difference in their lives, even at a distance, where there is no distance in prayer. Lord, you touch the centurion servant at a distance. You can touch every person who is battling, suffering with any form of flu, colds, or whatever, and any other sickness, any, any sickness. You got pain, put your hand right there where, you, where the pain is. Right now, the anointing is coming as you touch that area of pain and it's coming into your body and setting you free in the name of Jesus. Well, God bless you. Have a super, super week in the Lord and we will see you again on Church Online from VS next week. God bless you all.